What's up? This is episode 097, Topical Zoom. Let's explore successes. Let's do it. One, two, three, go. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking podcast, a show where we think, learn, and explore the product mindset so you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is another topical Zoom episode that we're doing today. And I'm so happy that you are here to listen. Today, we are talking to five ladies who have been on the show in the past. Uh, we've had them in uh, different uh, time periods and they have really been rocking the episodes from, from a download perspective. So I really wanted to go back and... Listen to why these people have been successful. Yes, we had them in different kinds of formats, but then today what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a medley of why these people are successful. If you're wondering who I'm talking about, let me go ahead and introduce you to our guest today. All right, in the next few minutes, we'll be listening to uh, five people. The first one is Laura Klein, who was back in episode number 43. And then we listen to Kate Rutter, who was on the show back in episode number 51. And then we'll listen to what Donna Litcher had to say. She was on the show back in episode number 63. And then we'll listen to Christina Watke, who was on the show back in episode number 72. And then we'll go on to listen to our last guest today, which is Indy Young, who was again back in the show in episode number 66. All right, let's just do this. Let's jump right into our flow. I'm going to be uh, introducing you to the guest and then following up with their answer to my question, which is what makes you successful as a product maker? All right. Let's go on to our first guest, Laura Klein. She fell in love with technology when she saw her first user research session over 20 years ago. Since then, she's worked as an engineer, UX designer, and product manager in Silicon Valley for companies of all sizes. Her books, Build Better Products, and UX for Lean Startups help teams learn more about their users and apply that knowledge to make products people use and love. She helps teams build products, advises early-stage startups, and consults with companies that want to improve their research, UX, and product development processes. When she's not working with clients, she's blogging and podcasting at her site, Users Know. All right, let's jump right into the conversation with Laura. To make better products. What is that one thing that you think has made you, Laura Klein, successful as a product manager and maker? <laughs> Great question. Um, I, I, I think whether or not I actually am successful as a product manager probably depends on who you, who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's my engineers on them any given day, they might they might have some input into that. But uh, I think that one thing that's really helped me as a product manager is the fact that. I've done a lot of the jobs of the people on my teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an engineer. I've been a user experience designer. I still do a teeny bit of engineering, and I still do a lot of design. Um, I've done user research, and I continue to do all of my own user research. So I, I, I know what all of these jobs entail. Hell, I've even had to do some marketing. Um, so mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that I've done all those things means that as a product manager, you know, 
product manager isn't a single job. It's not one thing. It tends to be, uh, it's a really hard job that incorporates understanding a lot of what everybody on the team is doing and making sure that we're all doing it together and that we're doing it correctly and and uh, that we all have, again, measurable goals mm-hmm. and uh, the right motivations. And um, the fact that I've done all of these jobs previously, I think, gives me a lot of insight into what's going to um, just make the team work better together, right? Mm-hmm. I, also, I, I know all of the things that um, piss off engineers, and I try to avoid as many of them as possible. So I think that helps. All right. So Laura talks about empathy. We talked about this multiple times in the podcast. Uh, it's about empathizing with our own team. So we always talk about empathy when it comes to customers. But then this, there is this level of empathy that we need to develop with our own team members, uh, our own uh, our own stakeholders within the organization that we work for. So that's exactly what Laura is talking about. She has done all the jobs and that gives us an, gives her an opportunity to understand exactly where someone is coming from. What are the struggles that an engineer would go through or someone from design would go through? All right, let's jump to our next guest. Now, next guest is Kate Rutter. Now, you know that if you have listened to episode number 51, you know that we got chatting in a Ferris wheel episode. So my question to Kate was a slightly different was not what made her successful but then what makes her different but before we went ahead and listened to what she had to say let me quickly introduce you to kate kate is an entrepreneur and designer and a principal at intellecto where she creates visual explanations that make complex ideas simple memorable and shareable she pioneered the ux learning track at tradecraft co-founded luxor and was senior practitioner at UX consultancy Adaptive Path. She co-hosts the popular and not safe for work podcast, What is Wrong with UX? with Laura Klein, her best frenemy. Kate is currently writing a book to help product thinkers sketch with confidence. All right, let's listen to what she had to say about what makes her different. Sure. Uh, I think what makes what I hope makes me different, at least for now, I hope in the future it's not different, is I have a relentless focus on who is the person that you're serving and why. Mm-hmm. And even though we all talk about that, it's very difficult to habitualize a team or get a culture to really shift its focus onto that if unless it was built with that focus in mind. And so having a really clear picture of your customer and mm-hmm. actually loving the customer. You can fall in love with the problem. I think it's terrible to fall in love with the technology solution, but you, you know, you can fall in love with the problem, but when you fall in love with the people and you really want the customers you serve to be more awesome and happier and more stable or whatever they want to be, then I think that that's, that's how true products and two, true companies really change the world. Uh, and so I think that my relentless focus on why is is a differentiator. It's something that always comes up. And when I was teaching at Tradecraft, mm-hmm. uh, so many people joined that program because they have a an affinity for technology. They're very good. You know, they might have a visual design inclination or background. They mm-hmm. love the technology and being able to build the, with the toolkits that we have, which are so luscious and seductive and amazing. But really, nobody came out of that Tradecraft program without always coming up with the people first, 
if we're not in it for the people, then you're just you're not in it for the right reasons. So I think that's what makes me different. I think making pictures and my real confidence with making pictures mm -hmm. um, feels different in uh, in the way I work with teams. Like I, you know, Sharpies, white computer paper, and sticky notes. I think you can change the world with that because once you've worked out using those very simple, very analog and low fidelity tools, once you've figured out why you're going to do something and what you're going to do, then the the world of technology is just rich with implementation solutions. Uh, but I think when you go to the code first, sometimes you can really, it's very easy to lose track of what you're trying to accomplish because the code is super sexy, right? Like technology is awesome. It's amazing and it's fun. Uh, but it's also very, can be very distracting. You end up building what you can build instead of what you mean to build. All right. So Kate talks about starting with why. In fact, falling in love with the core, um, you know, your people or customers in this case is a great way uh, to think about, you know, making, doing what you're doing as a product maker because you don't want to be solving problems without knowing whose problems you're trying to solve. That's one way of looking at it. The other thing is in order to be thinking about the problem or thinking about the people whose jobs you're trying to get done with, through your product, you want to start wearing the why hat because why is the core of what you're doing because that's where the answers to most of what you're going to do even a feature that you're going to build lies in every time you build a feature the minute you start asking the question why you start to automatically think about your customers or your users and understand why you're building this feature for them because that's where the true essence of that feature is if you do if you lose that one out no matter what you do the feature is not going to be useful all right, let's move on to our next guest, which is Donna Licho. Now, Donna Licho was back in episode number 63. So let's go ahead and listen to what she has to say. But before that, I'd like to quickly give you an introduction to Donna. Donna brings almost two decades of experience guiding startups, nonprofits, and global brands in optimizing their digital products and services by providing them with a simplified way to drive user engagement through impactful storytelling. As a consultant, speaker, writer, and educator, she utilizes a story-first approach to help teams define their product's value proposition, transform their thinking, and better engage with their core customers. Prior to her career in technology, she, she refined her talent for storytelling and narrative development as an award-winning documentary filmmaker. She's the author of The User's Journey, story-mapping products that people love. All right, let's jump right into the conversation. So the one thing that has made me successful, and of course the, the teams that I work with and the companies that I work with more successful, is this ability to step back and to constantly ask the same question, which is, what's the story? And this is something I started doing when I was um, I was working um, as a, uh, a product manager several years ago, heading up the consumer product for a company. And um, what we were finding is that we had this product that um, it was struggling. We got it to market. Uh, mm -hmm. But by the time I got there, the, the team wasn't quite sure um, what the product was supposed to be doing. And that, um, that, 
kind of big question mark that the, the team had internally was affecting how the public perceived the product. What we mm-hmm. had were new new users who were signing up to use the product. This was an app, um, and it, it uh, they were signing up, but they weren't then actually coming back and using it. They weren't using it a second time, and definitely been therefore not not mm-hmm. a third or fourth or fifth time or not daily like the company wanted um, mm-hmm. users to do and so what I found in this case leading a product team was that we um, we needed to understand what the story of the, of the product was and so suddenly I felt like I was back in film school thinking you know what's the story like why why would anyone use this and and who is our hero even with a documentary film you always have to ask who the hero is and mm-hmm. how is the audience going to um uh identify with the story and how are they going to move through the different scenes and plot points and um asking that question over and over and over again ultimately helped me and my team understand what the story was. In the end, we went out and talked to um, some users who did love the product, and we mm-hmm. found out what their story was. And then we were able to to fold that into everything we built from uh, the concept of the product down to all the, the key flows and, and ways that people would use the product over time. And what we found in, uh, with this project is that the, the product ended up being really successful once we were able to internally come up with a, a vision and consensus on what the story was, and then once we were able to to build it out and um, and measure the success of the story, because mm-hmm. what you find with analytics and metrics is there is a story behind quantitative data that you can uncover and that you can measure as as you go. So mm-hmm. I really do think that for for me and and the teams that I I currently train and teach and coach and and work with also as a consultant, the the thing that makes us the most successful is this, this ability to keep asking, uh, just like a filmmaker would what's the story and then digging in a little further and, and asking, you know, who our hero is and how we're going to make this story um, as successful and engaging as possible. I really like the point that Donna makes. Don't you think so? Now we've talked about story and storytelling so many times in this, in this show and in the blog. And I really think Donna makes a very, very sound point here. Uh, Her background, of course, in filmmaking helps her do this. But then the question is, how you are able to understand the story of your product why why are you doing why do you exist who are your uh, actors your heroes and who is your audience now if you do not understand these three things it's very tough i mean i totally get this analogy between filmmaking and products and we talked about that a lot in this episode if you're interested head back to uh, designyourthinking.com/episode063 where you can listen to more of what Donna had to say. All right, let's jump to our next guest, which is Christina Watke. Now, she was on the show back in episode number 72, and she talked about a lot of interesting things, and I really would want you to go and check out. That's designyourthinking.com slash episode 072. All right, let me quickly give you an introduction to Christina before we jumped into what she has to say about her success. Christina has helped grow companies like LinkedIn, Yahoo, Zenga, and the New York Times, and numerous startups throughout Silicon Valley. She's the author of 101 Theses on Design, the upcoming Product Market Fit, and the Business Fable book 
radical focus, which uses the power of story to build a new approach to OKRs. Christina currently teaches at California College of the Arts and Stanford's continuing education program. She speaks worldwide about humanity, teamwork, and the journey to excellence. Now let's listen to what she had to say about her success. I'm going to tell you a, a Richard Saul Worman story. I think everybody has a Richard Saul Worman story if you've ever met him. So one day I was at the IA summit when he was speaking, and I think it was about four years ago or so, five years. And he's sitting around in the lobby with a bunch of people sitting around him. And I don't know if you know, but he founded TED, a rather successful conference. Mm-hmm. And I've put on a couple conferences myself, and I thought, I'll ask him, what does it take to make a great conference? Hmm. And he just looks at me and says, I can't tell you. I'm like, oh, this guy really is a jerk. I had heard that. But he wasn't. He said, I can't tell you because you would have to follow me around for weeks. He said, I choose the chef. I choose the menu. I have music composed. I have the furniture designed. This is a guy who has never gone to a hotel and taken the package deal. This is a guy who will never serve you, you know, the the airline breast of chicken and the salmon. He will not accept the the chairs that have been tied together. Mm-hmm. And it kind of blew my mind because I realized now how many things do we take for granted as a given? So when I go into a consult engagement or a class, I kind of do everything the hard way, a little bit, I think, like Richard Saul Werman would. I ask why is this the way it is? What can we really not move and what could we move? Are we thinking about it the right way? Um, I tend to question very, very, very deeply, especially when I see an assumption. I can't help but dig. Why do we know this? Is it really true? Was it true five years ago and has it changed now? Or was it not true five years ago and now is finally the moment where it's going to happen? So I don't do this in a pushy way. Um, when I work with my clients, um, or if I'm interviewing users, I do it in a, you're the most fascinating person in the world. Please tell me more way, Mm -hmm. you know, listening, gently asking questions, getting people to unfold things, and then questioning a little bit more. I've noticed that in this world, um, people are hungry to be listened to. And if you're genuinely listening to them, people aren't offended by your questions. They've been waiting for you to ask them. And through that, I can build a deep, meaningful relationship with my clients, but also find out what is the lay of the land, what really is possible. And this leads to very useful innovations, sometimes big ones, sometimes tiny ones. Now, those are really, really wise words. And I think you see a pattern here from what Christina said to what Donna had to say to what Kate talked about to what Laura talked about. Now, there is one thing that's common, which is trying to get to the bottom of things. Now, specifically to what Christina had to say, she talked about not taking things for granted. Now, this is one thing I've done a lot and I've seen a lot of us do this as well. So, which is when we go to our look at a product or go to a client's place and look at their business and the product we tend to take a lot of things for granted. One reason I could possibly think for us if we are actually working on our own products is that we probably get uh, lost in the weeds or like they say, we kind of lose the forest for the trees. But 
it's very very important for us to take a step back and ask why and not take things for granted now that's exactly what christina talks about not taking things for granted yes things are this way agreed your customers have been this way but why can you go back and kind of a reason out why it's so and then that will help you and that will open up a can of worms or maybe a bunch of opportunities all right now let's move on to our next guest which is indy young now she was in the show back in episode 66 and she talked about a lot of different things in that episode and i and it went on for an hour so today let me quickly give you an introduction to indy young and let's see what she has to say about her success Indy Young is a freelance pro- problem space researcher and empathy consultant in the technology world. She helps organizations understand the people they support as humans, not just as users. She was the co-founder of the UX agency Adaptive Path. She has authored two books, Mental Models and Practical Empathy. She writes on Medium and has a newsletter. She also teaches remote and in-person workshops and Post learning and community on her website, indiyoung.com. All right, let's jump right into what she had to say about her success. Yeah. So um, I actually I've specialized now just in the research. I came from mm-hmm. a, a a background as a software engineer. um and moved into front end design moved from that into interaction design moved from that into user experience design moved from that into just the research uh end of it um and i think what makes me successful actually <laughs> i really don't know the answer to that but um i think i've heard some of my clients say that i'm honest Mm-hmm. that i'm not afraid to say i don't know uh a lot of the time i think in the business world it's sort of scary to say that i don't know mm-hmm. uh we've we've been brought up in our lives to prove ourselves to prove ourselves in school to prove ourselves um you know within the family to prove ourselves uh within the business right mm-hmm. uh to to contribute um and and these are all very positive noble things and to come into a situation and say well you know i i can't contribute right now cuz i don't know enough is a scary thing to do and i think that might be part of what my success comes from is that i really uh i i want to know i i want to explore all those dark spaces and i'm aware of those dark spaces and i want to let other people know that they're out there um there's a lot that we don't know um i think another part of it is mm-hmm. that our industry um some uh, you know it's interesting because in in the us there seems to be uh, and i don't know if this is true worldwide mm-hmm. um but there seems to be a worship of the idea of science the idea that we can prove something that we can gather statistics get numbers um and those numbers are telling the truth and the truth um is proof that you know we can make this decision mm-hmm. and 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 therefore that decision is not risky um and 
the approach that I'm taking is like, hey, you know, that's fine for things that are um, that are cut and dry, that are numeric, but something mm-hmm. like an A-B test, right? That's going right. to give you statistics. However, you've got a human at the other end of that. Humans are varied. Humans are very complex. Mm-hmm. And they're reacting within their own context. So taking numbers from that and assuming that you know what those contexts are and assuming that you uh, know what's gone through that person's head is a fallacy. That is not proof. And I want to understand what's going through people's heads so that we're not making our decisions based on assumptions. Wow, that's a nice way to end this episode, I think. And and what she makes here, Indy makes a great point, which is, you know, I've heard uh, some people say that you have to empty the pot in order to fill it with water. Now, this is a philosophical way of looking at it, but then what Indy says is very similar to it, which is starting with the fact that I don't know. Because only when we start to accept that we don't know, do we start to even think about the fact that we need to seek for something. And then when we get something, we actually fill ourselves with that information. Well, that's a very philosophical way of putting it, but I think that's exactly what Indy was trying to say. The second point that she also makes towards the end of her uh, what she had to say is listening to uh, data is important, but listening to humans are more important. All right, that's a nice way to wrap up this episode. I really hope you digged into all our, uh, what our guests had to say, and I really hope you go and think more about what they said and also think about what makes you successful. Let us know what you think makes you successful. Go ahead and leave a comment on the episode and let us know what makes you successful as, uh, as, as a maker or somebody that you are today. Thank you so much for listening in. I really hope you enjoy listening to, these, uh, to, uh, to this episode. To listen to any of our guest episodes more, you can find the links in the show notes for this episode by heading over to designerthinking.com slash episode 097. That's episode 097. Thank you so much. If you love listening to more such uh, stuff, do subscribe to my newsletter. Head over to designerthinking.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the page. You'll actually see a button staring at you. Click that and you'll be asked to enter your first name and email address. Do that. And I'd love to see you with some interesting product and make uh, maker thoughts every once in a while. Thank you so much. Thank you uh, again for uh, listening to this episode. And I really want you to come back to listen to the next episode to make it easy just jump on to um, designyourthinking.com slash itunes it'll take you to itunes if you're using an apple device or um, if you're using an android device head over to designyourthinking.com slash stitcher that's the app now go there and subscribe to the podcast that way you'll get every single episode on your device as soon as it's out thank you so much for listening in till i see you in the next episode stay tuned stay inspired Keep pushing. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.